Okay, so actually, I was <laughs> I was eating like this protein yogurt thing, like it's a smoothie, whatever. Yeah. Because my family's obsessed with feeding me protein because apparently <laughs> I don't get enough of it. Um, and I was eating it, and then I look at the date, and it says Best Buy, November twelfth. Are you okay? Yeah. No, I'm fine. I, I haven't felt anything. I'm fine. Well, that's good. I hope. I hope you're fine. <laughs> I need you. Me too. <laughs> yeah, you only need me for the podcast, and that's it. <laughs> no, it would make great for the podcast, because then, like, you could talk into the mic, and I'd be like, haha, ghosts. Oh, yeah, you can just, like, use, like, a Ouija board. And you'll, like, have to say what I'm, like, spelling out to you. See, you're going to either spell something wrong or I'm not going to be able to, like, think of the words. And you're going to be like, I really hope that if I become a ghost, I'm no longer dyslexic. Wouldn't that be nice if, like, when we're ghosts, just all of our problems in general just go. I'm already fucking dead. I feel like being dyslexic would be unfair. (laughs) Alrighty. Should we get to the theme of this episode that you chose? Yeah, we should. Okay, I I can't pick up on your visible cues right now because we're talking on the phone, obviously. Sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, are you ready to say it too? Should we say it at the same time? Yeah. Okay. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Haunted ships. Haunted ships. That was ships. not at the same ships. time. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's try it again. Okay, okay. One, two, three. Haunted, Haunted ships. ships. There we go. We're doing haunted ships. Was it at the same time? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Okay. We're doing haunted ships or shits if you're me and you mess up words. Haunted ships. It. That's an episode we need to do. Oh, God. Just haunted shits. <laughs> what would that episode even entail? Um, Ghosts. That need to go to the toilet. I don't know. Oh, like that Japanese ghost urban legend about like the guy in the girl's restroom and you have to say what color toilet paper. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. Yes. Like, man. Sorry, for some reason it like stopped recording. If I'm in the bathroom, I'm here to shit. Let me shit in peace. I believe you're. Oh, I should probably explain why we didn't have an episode last week, huh? Oh, we should probably explain that. Would you like to explain? Yeah. Yeah, it was my fault. It was all my fault. Like most things. So, I'm joking. The thing is, is that I'm a stage manager for the school that we go to. And obviously, when you're a stage manager, you have to go to every rehearsal and every show. So that's what I was doing last week. We were putting on Arsenic and Old Lace. And I had to do my duties as a stage manager, and it was a lot of fun. And but we didn't have time to record because I was I was at the school till like nine thirty, basically every night. Yeah, and I personally watching that. It's a bit late for me to record. <laughs> like even even if it wasn't too late, I wouldn't want to record anyway because I, well, I was one very sick basically all of last week, and two. I would have been exhausted by people at that time, and I wouldn't want to talk to anyone anyway. Me. Okay, yeah. I'm also kind of sick, as you can probably tell in my voice. I sound like a little boy going through puberty. It's great. Hey, don't call me out like that. Sorry. (laughs) Forgot you were right there. (laughs) 
Yeah, come on, man. It's my second puberty. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Alrighty. So I believe that you're starting the episode this week. Am I correct? No, you are. I am? Yeah, you are. Oh, okay. Well, we're doing haunted ships, some haunted boats. Um, time, time to get on your boating hats. Yep. Your boat shoes. Okay, so this is so this one is the USS Hornet. It is one of the most haunted ships in history. Which, Sexy. Yeah. Which you can actually go on tours of this place. They have haunted tours, actually, which is really cool. So you can actually Where's go. It? Um, it is um, at the decommissioned Almedia Naval Base. Oh, I don't know where that is, but I'm assuming Florida. So it it's a really old. It's an old ship. It's um. So the USS Hornet CV-12 is the eighth ship in the U.S. to carry, I mean, is the eighth U.S. ship to carry the Hornet name. So there's been many. This one is specifically the CV-12. So don't go. It's like when people named their kids after them and you're like, and you, you, you like introduce yourself to someone. They're like, oh, well, I'm like Jane wilkerson the 10th and it's like calm down why was that the name that came to your brain because i was gonna say a real person's name but then i thought that was too salty and then i realized i also couldn't say that if i'm sharing this with the public yeah that's probably a good idea in 1775 and battled the British in the Revolutionary War. The second was um, commissioned in Please, end me. Anyway, so the one that we're talking about, the eighth one, um, was commissioned in 1943 at the height of the war in the Pacific. She quickly, it's a she, by the way. Yeah, all boats are girls. The boat is a she. I know, it's weird. Anyway, she quickly became one of the most highly decorated ships in the Navy. She destroyed 1,410 Japanese aircrafts and destroyed or damaged, Jesus, um, a million, one million two hundred and sixty-nine thousand seven hundred and ten tons of enemy That's shipping. That's a lot. Um, ten Hornet pli- pilots attained ace in a day status, which is big. I don't know how big. I don't know these terms. Um, she nearly she supported nearly every Pacific am- amphibious landing after March of 1944 and struck the crucial first hits in sinking the super battleship Yamamoto. Her pilots are also credited with the first strikes against Tokyo since the 1942 uh, Doolittle raid during the Cold War. The Hornet had the honor. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Doolittle. I'm pretty sure. Um, but during the Cold War, the Hornet had the honor of recovering astronauts from both the Apollo 11 and Apollo 12 Oh, missions. damn. So she was in service for so, a while. Yeah, she's got a record, man. Um, she's a working woman. So, yeah, she is. Um, so, her impressive record did not come without a cost. Peter. Okay, an aircraft carrier... In times of war, peace is a dangerous, dangerous place, as you know. 
Sailors have walked into the aircraft, spinning props, been sucked into the air yeah. takes, and blown off the deck by her exhaust. Wait. Wait. Sucked into, like... Yes. Like, <laughs> that scene in Finding Nemo when he gets, like... <coughs> Let that sink in a little. Yeah. She killed. Okay. Um... <laughs> So as told, um, in her 27 years of active service, more than 300 people lost their lives. Holy shit, that's a lot of fucking people. That's like, I think that's almost as big as our graduating class. It is, yeah. So um, the majority were claimed during combat. (laughs) Yeah. Others from the horrendous um, shipboard accidents. And some even from suicide. And the USS Hornet has um, a dubious honor for having the highest suicide rate. That's not what you want. You don't want that. It's really not. So this like huge history um, is what most people think have caused it to become America's most haunted ship. So crew and visitors alike have reported an amazing number of strange incidents, sightings, and sounds, such as doors opening and closing by themselves, tools that vanish only to reappear after a long search, objects that move across floors or fall off shelves without Standard reason. haunting. Um, yeah. And sailors that move through the ship as if carrying out orders from another age, toilets that flush themselves, haunted shits, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, um, An eerie presence felt and feelings of being grabbed or pushed when I don't like that. I don't like it when ghosts, when you're alone and you're vulnerable, when they decide to go and attack you or touch you. That I don't, I already don't like it when people who I'm not fully comfortable with touch me. So if it's a ghost, it's even worse. For the December 2000 issue of Naval History Magazine, Real Magazine, look it up, um, Lily McKenzie interviewed several people associated with the ship. One of them was an electrician named Derek Leon McKelly. Um, I hope, I'm sorry, Derek, I pronounced your name horribly wrong. <coughs> so, Derek was originally skeptical of the ghosts and the paranormal and described the incident that occurred during Fleet Week in 1995 when five or six volunteers were staying aboard the ship. What do you think happened? What happened? Well, after my throat decides to calm itself, I will tell you. One second. Apple Apple juice. juice. Okay. So, this is a quote. Apple juice. Keeps me alive. Um, This is a quote. We'd all just bunked down and we had one rule. No exploring. All of the sudden, I heard this banging noise like someone was opening the hatches who shouldn't have been. Peter Clayton, our supervisor, came charging around saying, okay, who's sneaking around opening the hatches? We realized that everyone in the group was there as we were all standing there staring at each other. We heard it again. At that point, we had we were pretty secure. It couldn't have been anyone who had gotten aboard. So another member of this same group, Keith Ledoux. That's a fun. Say that. Name. Say that again. Um. Um. That is Keith a fun Ledoux. Name. Isn't it? Um. Had another encounter several years later while painting oh. atop a scissor lift, and he said. <clears throat> which I already don't like the fact that you're painting atop a scissor lift. What the heck? Anyway, I was like at 20 feet um, stretched to the maximum. I was up there until about 8.30 at night, and I was by myself on the ship. I wanted to finish the section I was working on before I left, when I still had about two to three gallons of paint, of paint left in my machine. I started hearing voices. Aircraft crew talking shop talk, dropping tools, and working on airplanes, talking about the airplanes they were working on, and parts and home. 
And I thought, wait a minute, come on, guys. I'm almost done for the night. Can you let me finish? Let me get down from here. <laughs> this is really starting to spook me. And it stopped. He talked oh. to the ghost. Oh. Mm. Like it when people well, I mean, I'm cool with people ghosts. talking to ghosts, but I so, don't like it when people talk to ghosts without knowing they're talking to ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just a horror movie setup. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, these two experiences were definitely not the, like, the only isolated incidents. Um, so this girl, um, Dana Hall, who was gathering the news articles, had found more that more than two hundred cases that turned out on the ship, um, and went to go hear oh. from a local sidekick about it. That's a fucking lot of cases. Yeah. So nearly forty people. Um, these people with. Um, self-proclaimed skeptics and well like many of them were skeptics um described similar experiences one of them his name is alan mcking said i'm not a true believer in all of that stuff but when i saw what i saw one day i saw i mean but i saw what i saw one day i saw an officer in khakis descending the ladder next to the deck i followed him and he was gone i have no explanation for it Okay. Most people describe the spirits of the Hornet as cohesive and positive. They are making themselves known because they want the restoration work to continue and they want their stories to be told, so it's not very malicious. Well, that's nice because a lot of time ghosts get upset when you start to do, like, restoration work. Like, that tends to make them be like, hey, what the fuck? So it shows that they're, like... Please keep building, I yeah. guess. So, um, this one person wrote about their experience, and they actually stayed the night in the ship, which is a thing you can do. Most people don't, but if you want to, you can. You can so, what? I'm sorry, I didn't I missed that? Um, you can stay the night. Oh, in the ship if you want. Do you want to? Wanna, do you want to stay the night? Mm-hmm. Just Mm-mm. let's stay the Mm-mm. night there. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh huh. No, thank you. Something I also didn't mention is that people often like report seeing blood stains appear and disappear. So no, thank you. Blood faces. Bloods. Blood stains. Blood stains. Yeah, like just full on stains. Someone gets some tampons. Uh, what's what's that company that's in like almost all the advertisements that like um, no not tampax in like (coughs) podcast advertisements where they sell like i don't know uh like women face products like tampons and shit like we can get them to sponsor the ship because of the amount of i have no idea i have no idea anyway Okay, sorry, they're barking. Um, Rafi needs to chill his little butt. Give me a second. Rafi's being a jerk. He's always a little. Go ahead and just, I don't know, sing, entertain people for five seconds while I get my doll. I'll just entertain myself, I guess. It's fine. I don't need your attention anyway. I, I can I can be my own man. And been my own man for Okay. Okay, hi. Were you talking about me? I was talking to myself. Oh, okay. Um, so this person <coughs> said that they went to the ship and their um haunt mistress 
which is what they called her, not what I'm calling, um, was a chicken and she wouldn't go in the room. (laughs) She just led them to the room and was like, yep, okay, have fun, bye. That's my favorite thing when you go to like a haunted place. Well, I've never experienced this, but I've heard stories about like people who go to haunted places and then the tour guide the stops lost, yeah. and it's like, good luck. I, I'm not going in there. I don't go in there anymore. And you're oh. like, oh, there's some real shit going on, huh? The awkwardness what? of your voice being heard over. Okay. Alrighty. I'll try. Anyway. Um, so the ship they said in general was not um, necessarily abnormally cold. Um, that the ship was made of steel and it was a cool day, but it was enough that you would notice it was cooler than other parts of the ship. So, I don't like that. That creeps me out. I don't. I don't appreciate. Um, they also said it was really quiet, which isn't something you would generally notice. But with a like ship full of visitors walking about, it's kind of yeah, creepy. Sure. Yeah, like, you want to hear something. So they said, while I stood um, there in near darkness, soaking up the atmosphere and trying to see what was in the room, I got a strong feeling that I wasn't alone. The same type of feeling you get when somebody gets inside your personal space. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up, and I got goosebumps on my forearms. Except this is a British website, so they said goose pimples. Goose pimples. (laughs) You know those gosh darn goose pimples? Sorry. Anyway, I got the strong impression that somebody or something was moving towards me, perhaps circling around me. I backed up towards the hatch and I came through and stepped out. The hot mistress grabbed me and pulled me away. As she started to get nervous. Like I said, it was uneventful. Nothing actually happened, but a very odd experience in that one part of the ship. Imagination, probably, but that's what makes it fun. So that's what they said. Um, and, <clears throat> like, there's obviously a ton more um, people who had so many experiences like people smelling tobacco and stuff and seeing apparitions and like i said the blood stains but those are just a couple stories about the uss hornet you can go visit it it's um you can stay in the night you can take a tour it's kind of creepy i don't like it i'm gonna look up a picture of it right now I, I don't like, here's the thing, I don't like the idea of going on a cruise or like, you know, just being out on in the open in general, but like, I, I could appreciate boats, you know, boats I could appreciate. She is a long girl. Yeah, isn't she? Like, you know, like, for people who are too lazy to look this up or maybe you're driving or you're working or whatever. You know when you're playing Battleship and you have that one really long piece and, like, it's the piece that everyone usually hits several times? Like, well, of course, hits several times, but it's the easiest one to hit. That's what she looks like. I like to think of it like the helicarrier from the Avengers because they used her to land planes mostly and fix them. Yeah, she looks like the type that has a helipad. So that's what I think of. But yeah, she's huge. She's huge. And you could go see her. It's actually a museum. Yeah. I saw that. I looked her up and they were like, museum. And I was like, ooh, museum. But anyway, that's all for mine. Ralphie, you were just outside. Ring that bell again. I dare you. Freaking... Ralphie's like, bet. Oh, you want to know something sad? I got my hair cut today and I was like, okay, well, 
that was all my money, but it's fine because my hair dye won't be here for another week because I can't afford to get bleach right now. And then my hair dye came in today earlier than expected. And I was like, fuck. Oh, dude. I don't have any bleach. Yeah, but like my hair doesn't look bad. There's barely any of the turquoise left, but there's still turquoise left in there. And it's like kind of fading in some spots. So I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about my ship. Let's all focus on me, because I'm perfect. <laughs> you cut in and out, too. I just kind of deal with it. There you go. Well, I... How am I supposed to deal with it? Okay, if you if you want to hear what I'm saying, just listen to the episode like everyone else does, Aria. I listen to the episode, but it's hard to record in real time and then go to the future and listen to the episode. I know. Uh, do you have another pair of headphones? Nope. All right, then I guess we're just going to try our best. If I cut out again, just let me know. Hey, it's your time to shine. It is. Tell my me about turn. a haunted ship. So we're doing, well, I'm doing the Queen Mary, um, which is in Long Beach, California right now. So the Queen Mary was faster, bigger, and more powerful than the Titanic. Um, she's a thousand feet, like total. And she began her life in 1930. And she was... Like, her first voyage was in 1936, May 27th. So, I have a lot of sudden. Okay, that was so weird. I didn't, I did not like that. That was so weird. I'm sorry. That's what the light people had to deal with. No, no, not you. Like, as soon as you started talking about the Queen Mary, like, both my computer and my phone at the same time, like, shut. Like, they like, they stopped for a good minute. Oh, and just kept cutting in and out, and I would hear like bits and pieces, and it was like, and I, you'll hear That's it nice. in that audio playback. That that was creepy. I didn't. That's great. That's good to know you. Um, like it was fine when you were first talking, and then now, like both of them at the same time cut off. Hmm. That's uncomfy. Okay. So, for three years, she hosted the world's rich and famous across the Atlantic Ocean. And that includes the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, Greta Garbo, Clark Gable, David Niven, Mary Pickford, George and Ira Gershwin, and Sir Winston Churchill. Um, And that's just a few people. And the upper class, like really were all about the ship because at the time she was the fastest ship ever recorded in North Atlantic crossing. So she was really like only used for rich people, but then travel stops because it was dangerous and people didn't want to die. Um, you couldn't really take a vacation. Like, wow, really what wimps! I want to die on whatever vacation. Yeah, I go exactly. On. It's like you only really yeah, went exactly. on the ships you for only... if you had a reason. And so she became known as the Great Ghost Ship, and her capacity was increased from two thousand and four hundred and ten people to five hundred, five thousand and five hundred. And by the end of World War Two, she had carried. More than 800,000 ship um, people, and, and she had traveled more than 600,000 miles, and she was basically in every major allied compa- campaign, and she also survived a collision at sea, set the record for carrying the most people ever on a floating vessel, and she was in D-Day. So that's just... He's a tough girl. Yeah, she's a tough girl. She's one tough cookie. 
So at the end of the war, she began to transport more than 22,000 war brides and their children to the United States and Canada. And so she became known as the Bride and Baby Voyage um, ship. And she made 13 voyages for this like it was known as the bride and baby voyages and she made 13 voyages total um and she wasn't the only ship to do this of course but she probably did a lot more than the other ships and when the war was completed and everything was said and done the queen mary returned to her original purpose of becoming a luxury ship again and she maintained a weekly service between southampton Cherbourg, and new york however by the early 1960s um the cruises were kind of falling out of style uh, since air travel was becoming more affordable and it was easier to do and it was safer. Mm-hmm. So, so in 1963, um, she began to do occasional cruise cruises to the Canary Islands and then the Canary Islands and then later to the Bahamas without, but she didn't have central air or conditioning and any other amenities ready that were commonplace on ships at the time. She was proved ill-suited for the work, and in 1967, she was withdrawn from service after more than 1,000 transatlantic crossings. So then she was sold for $3.45 million to Long Beach, California, and she is now used as a well, she was used as a maritime museum and hotel, and she's still used as that to this day. So then let's go down into her ghost. Because, boy, does she have a lot of ghosts. And she is... I've heard a lot of stories about the Queen Mary. I... I don't know. It's one of those things that I would love to stay there, but I also am completely terrified. They recently opened up the room that people weren't allowed to stay in. Like, you can stay in it. In May, they opened it up to the public. So scary. I don't like that. Like, so and there's been I, tons I of can't... people who have done videos on, like, actually on the ship. Like, I know Shane Dawson's done one. Um, Mikey from Glam and Gore recently did her makeup on that ship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I, 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 um, I really want to do this thing where I go on a haunted ghost trip. Like, I just want to do a road trip across the 50, like, 48 states, maybe Alaska, so maybe 49, 48 states, and I go to, like, paranormal hotspots of people, and it's just a fun road trip. And not only do we visit ha- haunted spots, but we visit historical places, too. Okay, but when you say that, like, all I can think of is in Asylum for American Horror Story, that, like, one couple that did that. And, I mean, Adam Levine got his freaking arm ripped off, so I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> yeah, but you see, I'm smarter, and I won't fuck in a haunted house. True. And I won't break into a place. I probably will break into a place. It's just, you know, I can't say that on air. But, like, that's besides the point. B&Es aren't acceptable. They're not seen as cool by companies. Hello? Uh, hold on. Let me check to see if Riley is outside the, my door right now. Because I'm recording in the van. And if he's not, then... So, this is a really long pause between the story and, act- like, the actual content. But, like, um, the den door just started to shake for no reason. So, let me get back into the story. <laughs> so- yep. Yep, there is nothing against my door, so I don't know why I was shaking. Uh huh. Anyway, one of the saddest tales. Let's go into ghosts. One of the saddest tale from the Queen Mary involves what presumably happened in room B four seven four. A man reportedly strangled his wife and child and then left his their bodies upon the bed. He then proceeded to the bathroom where he shot his other daughter before turning the gun upon himself. 
Some say the daughter found dying with him in the B-deck restroom has continued to roam the Queen Mary ever since. The girl referred to as Dana is said to haunt the archive and cargo areas of the ship and can be heard playing and hiding among the crates. Ghost hunters, yeah, ghost children make me so sad. Ghost hunters often investigate the cargo hold in search of the lost girl and claim proof of her existence in the form of orbs and misty shadows that appear in their photos. Visitors have also reported seeing Dana wandering near the second class pool, desperately crying out for her mother. Which is just... <laughs> so, there's also... There's a lot of ghost stories. So I'm just gonna... I'm just choosing my favorite out of all of these because there's like 11 for me to, that I wrote down. There's the crew member who was crushed to death and he now leaves handprints in Shaft Alley. So in the early mornings, in the early mornings, in the early morning hours of July 10th, 1966, the crew of the Queen Mary ran a routine emergency drill. While near the engine room during the drill, 18-year-old crew member John Petter attempted to squeeze through the door through door 13 while it was completing its 60-second closing process. Petter gravely miscalculated and was crushed to death. The door nearly severed his body. Today, today Half Hatch Harry, which I mean, can you if you're going to go talk to a ghost I feel like referring to him as the way he died, not even using his real first name, is just not great. But it says that's an affectionate nickname for him. Um, so he's often spotted around corridors and elevators surrounding the engine room. Those visiting Shaft Alley, the narrow passage from the engine room to the stern have reported seeing a bearded man in dated work overalls following them and then suddenly disappearing near door 13. There are also claims of clothing or purses being tugged on, banging on pipes, greasy hand and greasy handprints appearing out of nowhere. Former tour guide Nancy Ann disclosed her own encounter with Petter. I don't know why I turned around, but I turned around. And there was a man standing right behind me on the step. And standing right behind me on the step was a man. He had on blue overalls, and they were dirty. When I stepped aside to let him go by, he wasn't there. He was gone. There's also a little girl who is named Jackie, or at least she's called Jackie, who is often in the pool area, and she often leaves footprints, and she, like, reportedly people can hear her giggling, and she tries to play with parents and children. And then, obviously, since... It was used during World War II. There's a lot that probably went on. So during World War II, the Queen Mary was put into act. Hold on, my dad's home. Uh, hi, Dad. I'm recording. So during World War II, the Queen Mary was put into active duty for her country, obviously. Um, so this is when she was known as the Grey Ghost. And at that time, it was customary for ships to sail in a zigzag pattern in order to counter any U-boat attacks. And larger crafts would often be escorted through open water by smaller vessels that would provide anti-aircraft -air, um, cover. And the Queen Mary was a huge target at the time because since she would transport a lot of things and she was also one of the main battleships. So Hitler actually put out an offer of $250,000 for any summary caption, um, cap, caption that was capable of like sinking the Queen Mary. So she was, yeah, so the vessel was never allowed to stop. So in October 1942, the Queen Mary's escort ship was struggling to keep up and tried to recoup some ground by running straight instead of zigzagging. And the Queen Mary collided so hard with the ship that the smaller ship was severed into two. And due to their orders, the Queen Mary was not able to stop and help anyone. So the, the ship sank in less than six minutes and only 99 men survived. And while working in the bow of the ship, Marine Engineer John Smith claimed to hear sounds of rushing water 
metal, metal tearing, and men screaming on several different occasions. And so, much later, Smith read an article about the ship that the Queen Mary had crashed into. And he said, The very area where I heard that mysterious water rushing was the exact same area that was damaged when the ship hit. I said, This is what it would have sounded and felt like if I had been in that compartment at the time. But I knew it couldn't be. And people still hear noises like that all the time. And then there's the... Yeah, I don't like that either. And then there's John Henry, who reportedly was working in the generator room and died. And today there's unexplained noises and sightings of shadowy people that plague that area. And people inside the room have reported being touched, having their cheeks brushed, uh, brushed and being pushed or tugged on. There are also claims of spirits looking down at people through a hole in the ceiling and then darting away. There's also persistent clinks and taps on the hole. I also don't really like that because there's just a ghost who's peering yeah. down at you. Yeah. And uh, I just, I don't like people watching me like in general. Like I have that fear of like, what if one day someone's just going to be like watching me while I sleep? Yeah, like, like that's so I, creepy. I suffer, I suffer from paranoia. So it's just like, it, it creeps me out. That just creeps me out. Uh, there's also the fact that their restaurants and lounges are haunted. So here's a quote from a server, Carol Leiden. She's worked there for 14 years, by the way. Jesus, Carol. For some reason, mad props. She got that tenure. For some reason, I picked up a cup of coffee and went out to the tables, and there was a lady sitting there. I was so fascinated by her dress. She appeared to be in a late afternoon cocktail-type dress from the 40s. She had dark hair, rolled at the sides, no makeup on. She seemed very pale, but I never saw her move. I left the table, went up about 10 feet, turned around because I wanted to take another look, and there was nothing there. That's when you get a new job. <laughs> That's when you put in your 10-week notice and you're like, bye. But if you're going to work at a location that's rumored to be haunted, you're going to like have to prepare yourself for that. There's also a spirit that creeps um, in the, like, a spirit in the bathing suit that creeps through the pool changing room. So there's a woman in a bathing suit, and she um, appears to be in her late 20s or early 30s, and she's often seen in a 1930s bathing suit. She's often seen heading to the changing rooms or walking around the edge of the pool, and she's another one that, uh, like, creates footprints or puddles. There's also, there's oh, so okay, many wait, ghosts. Wait, wait, wait. When you were talking about the bathing suit one, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, there's a ghost and she just likes to put on people's bathing suits and walk around. And I was like, <laughs> like, I'm trying. I was so confused because I thought that's what you meant at first. And then I was like, oh, no, you mean, like, old-fashioned. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> no. My brain's just really dumb today. There's... A lady in white, because every ghost story isn't a proper ghost story yeah, about course. a lady in white. And she's often seen near the piano. I can hear Riley barking outside. He's probably going to be picked up by the microphone. She's often seen near the piano, which was originally housed in the lounge. And she's described as a young, beautiful woman decked out in a white evening gown from the 1930s. She's usually dancing, or she's seen gliding down the stairs towards the lobby, walking past the corridors, or disappearing near the elevators. And sometimes she shows up when there's a ghost tour. Ooh, that's There's fun. also a ghostly, a ghostly figure in a top hat, um, tails, and slicked back hair, and is known simply as the dude. And he's seen in the bar. I When I die, uh, he's can like you make sure my bar. ghost name is the dude? Yeah, you're, I'll make sure your ghost name's the dude. There's a poisoned officer that patrols the main deck. So September 18th, 1949, second senior staff officer William E. Stark was on a hunt for some gin. His captain had given Stark permission to have a drink, but he was unable to locate liquor. A steward, F.R. Stokes, located the wayward alcohol and handed it over to Stark. But what Stark but what Stokes didn't know was that a fellow shipmate had used the empty gin bottle to store some cleaning fluid. 
Um, which we all know will kill a man. Well, yeah. So Stark apparently knew something wasn't right immediately. And according to Stokes, he said, Mr. Stark came to my cabin again and said, I have drunk some kind of acid. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I thought it was gin. And in the following day, uh, Stark fell into a coma and passed away. So he's often seen just going, like, he's seen standing near the control panel in the aft engine room with a clipboard in hand. And some people say that he's only hanging around the Queen Mary because he's still looking for his gin. That's so sad. <laughs> he's really just trying to get drunk even in the afterlife. Um, sometimes people hear, like, gunshots and things like that. Like, people who are still trying to shoot down. Riley, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Still trying to fight <laughs> Hitler. So unfortunately, as part of security, records weren't kept from World War II. And, but when the ship was in the Red Sea, there was... Uh, this is by Will, Bill Winberg, by the way. But when the ship was in the Red Sea, there was no getting away from the fact that troops were crowded below in 120-degree temperatures. There were no ventilation portholes were welded shut because of blackouts, and they were losing people from heat. So it was estimated that because of extreme conditions, there was a burial at sea for every, like, every four hours. And that's why a lot of people also see World War II soldiers walking around. And then here's the haunted room that we were talking about in the beginning. Uh, so there are 355 rooms in the Queen Mary, and most of them are considered haunted. And upon check-in, the front desk actually produces a list of every room that has a reported instance of paranormal activity associated with it. But of all 12 decks, B, the B deck is considered to be the hub of supernatural energy. And B, and like room B340, is considered the most haunted. So there's persistent complaints of strange noises, footsteps, boxes turning on and off, hangers moving in the closet, furniture moving, voices, guests being touched. The comfort being ripped off the bed, which, fuck you. And numerous other incidents that have caused management to close it, but now it's open up again. So even with when the room was no longer available, guess uh, the activity was continued and the room was stripped completely bare. Guests in neighboring rooms still report unusual noises as well as sightings of full-bodied apparitions appearing in front of them and then vanishing through the walls into room B4. 340. No, thanks. So, that... <laughs> no, thanks. The origins of these activities, like, unknown. A story says that a staff member was murdered in the room and now drives out anyone who stays there. There's a rumors of a pregnant war bride isolating herself inside the room and going insane when her lover ultimately rejected both her and her baby. And then there's the chance that Disney made it up. Ah. So, in 1988... <laughs> Disney acquired the Queen Mary when it bought out the Werther Corporation, which managed uh, the Queen Mary Museum. So for their haunted passengers, passengers tour, they hired actors and decorated certain areas to look more decayed and rotting. And author Brian Clune claims that Disney needed a scary story for B340, since that room was empty enough to be used for a new haunted tour. But if the story was really invented, it doesn't really explain why there's still activity going on even today, since Disney lo no longer owns Sam. And the last story is about a kitty cat. So there's... A kitty cat? Yeah. So apparently... There's my tape on the bottom of my foot. Apparently visitors of the Queen Mary often tell stories of ghostly cats haunting the ship. The changing room, like changing rooms near the first and third class pools, have garnered plenty of EVPs featuring meows, and some guests report something invisible brushing up against their legs, which is so cute because like skeptics say that maybe it's like strays who take up residence there, but there's no in like reports of uh, strays at all, and I'm pretty sure the the staff members would try to get rid of any like animals that weren't allowed on the premises since it is a hotel and it makes me sad but at the same time it's like little kitties just want affection they just want some love 
And that's the Queen Mary. It's not all of her stories, but it's a good chunk of them. Queen Mary's scary. I don't like it. She's a scary woman. So, we talked about some scurry ships. Yeah, some scary ships um, that you can both stay at. Yeah, so if you're brave, unlike me, you can stay there. Ugh. Um. So, Wait, okay. I can hear you. So I was saying that even though there is a spiel at the end after the theme music plays again about all our social media links, we would really appreciate it if you were able to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because iTunes has a weird algorithm that you have to feed reviews to in order to be noticed more and some more viewerships is never a bad thing it's good for business obviously even though we're not making money out of this but also just having a wider audience to interact with just seems really nice okay 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 now i can hear you Ugh. Why was that so hard? Here, maybe we should try a FaceTime audio. One second. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, well, I'm small. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, how about the email? We're sensitive. Duh! You can email us at... We are. Um, it's just something So, yeah, email us. Spooky. Leave a review. Uh, Tell us that we're stupid. At gmail.com. Oh, my gosh. I suck. Anyway... Email us. Email us your stories. Email us. Me too. You're next. It, it's so Any interesting criticism. to hear what other people experience. Please be nice, though, if you're going to criticize us. We're small. So, that's our episode. God damn it. I want to say goodbye. My feelings get hurt easily. <laughs> We're children. We are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Please. Tell us more ghost stories. Let's just though. sign off before we can't hear each other stories. again. It makes me happy. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening, and we'll hear you. Well, you'll hear us again next week. Just don't like the phone. Alrighty. This has been as long as it's spooky. Stay spooky. Alex here. Thank you for listening to As Long as Spooky with Ari and myself. We are under Instagram as alais.podcast and we are also on Twitter as alais podcast. If you or anyone else you know has had a spooky experience, email us the story at aslongsspooky at gmail.com. And if you're able to, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Any traction that we can get is good enough for us. Thanks.